Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, Steelers Nation, arise. We got to get ourselves and our mojo back together. What happened yesterday? Well, not a lot of good. Not a lot of good at all, and I'm joined in the in the locker room here with Wes Euler on account of our man Max got delayed on his flight back home, and he spent some time in Chi-Town, right? And then he was able to get a flight out early, uh, but he is uh, he'll join us for the second hour, I, I think, hopefully, if he's um, ensconced now in, in the Valley of the Sun. <laughs> you know, it just it kind of goes along with everything that happened it's, yesterday. It, it's fitting, isn't it? It is. I hope you at least got some good deep dish pizza in Chicago, though. Yeah, that would be nice. I mean, you know, the one thing about it is us, us hogs, we are known to drown our, our sorrow, not in liquid, but in food. <laughs> what if I told you I picked up a dozen wings and an order of fries on the way home from that the stadium boy. last night? You know, you are, you are simply an offensive lineman in a wide receiver's body. <laughs> At heart, we, we, I know I know your predisposition. You know, you got that offensive lineman heart to you, but uh, unfortunately, at, matter of fact, you're in a kicker's body. That's, I was going to say, you're giving me credit with the wide receiver here. Yeah. I mean, i got to be at least 6'2 to be in the wide receiver body, right? All right. Well, welcome, everybody. And, of course, you know that yesterday was not a good day for the Pittsburgh Steelers. They lose the San Francisco 49ers 30-7. to uh, That was a regrettable debut. Uh, for the 2023 season, Wes, I know that um, you know we're going to start breaking it down and everything else. But I will say this: I'm going to start off with a quote from the late great Mike Webster, the greatest center ever to play in the NFL. And I never will forget after a particularly uh, stunning loss. Next day, we're we're at films, and as Chuck came in and, and was about to take the over the uh, microphone at the top of the uh, the, the meeting room there. I remember Mike leaning over and going, all right, man, let's get to the rat killing. <laughs> and that's what it was, you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's just the way it was. You understand you have all this work going into this first game, Wesley, and the fact of the matter is it blew up in your face because you were met with a team that played better, executed better, and did what they needed to do to come away with a win. Yeah, and, man, it's, it's tough because you're right. Football has built up. It has anticipation much more than any other game because you only get 17 of these a season. You know, you spend all time talking about OTAs and training camp and preseason, and there's that two-week gap there, right? And you just wait and you wait and you wait for week one. And then for it to go like that, I mean, yeah, I don't think any of us expected that. If if someone would have came to us on Saturday and said, hey, the Steelers are going to lose tomorrow, I don't think that would have been the biggest shock in the world. The Niners are a great team, great organization, have been for the last five, six years consistently a contender in the NFC. But for it to happen like that, um, where it just, I mean, it felt like it was 17 nothing, 20 nothing before you blinked, 
right when you had some momentum at the end of this, the, the first half, right? You score the touchdown there, you claw back into it. Well, San Francisco gets the ball two plays. Christian McCaffrey down the sideline, 65-yard touchdown, uh, bumped that lead right back up to 20 again. It was just one of those games, Wolf, watch the tape, burn the tape, and and, 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 then, and, and then go practice and get better. And listen, this works both ways, right? It's the beauty and the agony of football. Yeah. You get one game a week, you get 17 a year. It's not the Pirates where if you lose, you're back at it the next night. It's not the Penguins where if you lose on Tuesday, 7 nothing to the Colorado Avalanche, oh, you're playing the Flyers on Thursday, we'll go get that taste out of our mouth. You get one game a week, and you only get 17 a year. And when you win, it's Super Bowl. It's the best day ever. When you lose, it's fire everybody, trade everybody. These guys stink, right? The real answer is somewhere in the middle. Figure it out. Watch that tape. Turn the page quickly and and make sure it doesn't happen again. Well, to quote the late, great John McKay, what do you think of your team's execution? I'm all for it. I'm all for it. <laughs> no, I mean, I remember one time when we were down to the last cuts and Chuck said, you know, the problem is not cutting players. It's stopping <laughs> You know, where do we stop? Yeah, he said the problem is not cutting the players. Oh, you mean it's I have stopping. to keep this? Man? Yeah, it's, it's where do you stop? You know, here's the fact of the matter is, and, and what's difficult for people to really, you know, kind of take in is that this could have been a complete different game had a couple things gone the other way. I know that there, you know you can sit here and say it's a loss in every area. It was because execution is bottom line. You know, I'm always I'm always a big fan of the of the Yoda thing. You know, you do or do not. There is no trying. And if you take a look, yes, or do not. There is no trying. Thank you, Yoda, because that's what it is. You either get the job done or you don't. Where are you out schematic to a point where it 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 can tip a game and so forth? The genius level guys. I'm sorry. Players play, coaches coach, and that's what happens. And you watch this, just watch the tape. I've been up since uh, before 5 this morning, Wes, <laughs> even earlier because he, he's got a little one in the house. I've been there, done Wolf, that. Wolf Forget goes, it, we, baby. We come in here and Wolf goes, I've been up since 5 a.m. Yeah. watching tape. I said, I've been up since 4 a.m. Yeah. That's just because my daughter would go back to sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah there, there's a difference there. But I've already been there, buddy. <laughs> And you gotta, you gotta You've been go. there, what, six times? <laughs> yeah, six times over. <laughs> That's when you learn to go, it's, it's your turn. <laughs> it's like, she yeah. looks at you like, for, when is it I your can, turn? That's exactly <laughs> I was going to say. I can only play that card so many times. Yeah, oh, it's your I know. Turn. I know. Oh, gosh. So, the fact of the matter is, look, there's there's just so much that went wrong yesterday. But there's a, there's a lot that could go right with just a couple, uh, not of adjustments, proper execution. If you execute properly... I go, and we were just talking off air. One of the things that set the tone early on was was Najee Harris carrying the ball in the first quarter, and Fred Warner had a great downhill bang and dropped Najee for no gain. All right? If you take a look at that, that thing is exactly what Pat Meyer has been working on every day at training camp. It's an outside zone play. you got a double team on the inside defensive tackle. You've got to come off and – Double, he double team, he come off and take the Mike Backer. Simple. And I look at that over and over and over again. One of the two guys has to do it. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not about pointing fingers because as an offensive lineman <laughs> and a guy that has been there, sure, done that, sure. and suffered this sort of thing, you understand that it's a group effort and that while this may not be your play, 
you're not far from one where it's going to be your play and if you screw up. The fact of the matter is, though, you've got to execute. And if you don't, you look at that, that what Najee had. Had they gotten the block on the Mike Backer, Fred Warner, he's still running. I mean, still run. I'm watching over and over from the end He'd zone. He'd probably be up in Toronto at this point. At he that point, be running yeah. so far north. He's on the QEW, you know? <laughs> He's past Buffalo. He's in Toronto at this point. <laughs> That's it, man. I'm just, and I'm just saying, there, there is hope. You can see it all over the tape. But hope has got to be something more than just, I hope you can do this. No, the hope is there that I can see where if you execute and do the things you've done all throughout preseason, all throughout training camp, historically what your play has elevated you to, this 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 completely turns around. Yeah. You know, but that's that's me. I Wolf, well, I've... I, I, Already kind of hinted at this at the start of the show here. I'm sure I'll say it a dozen more times this week. Things are never as good as you think they are. Things are never as bad as you think they are. Right? The real That's answer. Offensive re- line maximum. The real right answer there. is somewhere in between. And I think particularly the whole things are never as bad as you are, or things are never as bad as you think they are. When you do not execute, when you have those mistakes, again, against a team like San Francisco, that's that's when it looks like, you know, you might have been able to get away with some of that stuff if you're playing the the Colts. Yeah, you know, or, or, or the little sisters of the, or the poor little somewhere. sister. You're playing some, you know, one double A school that you paid half a half a million dollars to come <laughs> to your stadium and get beat up, like a lot of these college football teams do, right? You might be able to get away with that against the Colts and a young team and a rookie quarterback, the Texans and a young team and a rookie quarterback, right? But against a team like the Niners, with with dudes everywhere on that roster that have played in NFC Championship games and Super Bowls in the last, you know, five seasons, four or five seasons. They're going to make you pay. There's and, no question. And and every time there was a lack of that execution, like you mentioned, it was like the Niners capitalized and 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 made the Steelers pay for it. They they didn't get away with anything yesterday. No, there was nothing, and there was there was great play. And you hand it off to them and say, "Hey, good for you. You guys, you, you came. You know, as as Heinz used to say, you got to take your hat you off to give it to them. Yeah, you know, I, I love Heinz. I, you know, the, the mixed metaphors are just <laughs> something you just miss. You know, but because I'm equally on that line. I mean, I, I got the you same got, thing. You, you know? got some synapses that are firing yeah. off together, <laughs> yeah. or, or not. <laughs> that, you know, but the fact is, look, you know. I know that uh, I, I I have been here. I, I hate to. I am the old man. Okay, I'm the old man here in the locker room. Uh, I have been here, and I go back to 1989, where we lost to the Browns 51 to nothing. It was the most horrendous game that I've ever been a cool. part of. I mean, it was just at Three Rivers. At Three Rivers, first game of the season. Uh, 1989. Boo birds raining down. Oh, we had like eight turnovers. The ball kept, every time I turned around, the ball was going the other way. It was unbelievable. And to the point, and if I'm I'm fully being honest, in the fourth quarter, I was trying to get kicked out. I was trying to start fights. I had, I had enough. you just like, I've had enough and I'm mad as heck and I'm not going to I'm not going to roll over. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. you just start. And the one ref goes, I know what you're doing. You're playing so bad. You need to stay in here, son. <laughs> And the, Brown, the Browns guys are probably laughing at you, too, oh, right? Because they know like, you're just yeah. trying to get under their skin. You're just, yeah, you're just trying you're to make them do something being stupid. a total jerk, you know? Yeah. But the fact of the matter was, it, you have those days where no matter what you do, things go wrong. Now, I'm not saying nor g- giving an out to the, the Steelers for yesterday's performance, but the thing about it is you made an important point when, when I walked in, and you said people overemphasize the first two weeks. Ooh. And I think about that because in 89, 
We lost 51 to nothing. The second week, we lost 41 to 10, 42 to 10 to Cincy in Cincy. What was? But four weeks later, we came back to beat the Browns in Cleveland, 17 to seven, and we were one drop pass from the AFC Championship game that year. Wolf, what was the? You guys back to back games against teams from Ohio, and they hang nearly 100 points on the Steelers. What was the mood? I mean, the mood well, in Pittsburgh that week must have been my it goodness. Was, oh, it was brutal. You know, I mean, I remember Tunch and I were driving and you know home and we were like we you know instead of like going and getting a bite bite to eat somewhere, you know, we'd like go through drive through. Yeah, just go through <laughs> drive through. Keep your head down. Keep Don't let them down. recognize you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Take your Steelers jacket off. <laughs> That's the way it was. You know. I, I listen. I I know it. You know, it's it's Moats and I have talked about that before. This listen, Steelers. We are so blessed. It's why we have this radio station, right? I mean, it's Steelers Nation. Yes, from yeah. from from Pennsylvania, from the East Coast to the West Coast, to all around the world. It's what makes the team, the organization, the fan base. What we get to do here on SNR so special. At the same time, though, if you're waking up today in Texas, I'm, I'm t- you're not feeling it the same as you are here in in, in oh, yeah. Pittsburgh. Yeah, that Moats and I always talk about that, like. Nobody lets you merge in traffic. Your coffee tastes bad. The weather stinks. You know, it's like the day after a Steelers loss, particularly a loss that's, you know, lopsided like like it was yesterday. It's like, man, the town is gray. The mood is gray. The food stinks. The people are mean. Like, it's just it, it affects all of us. It, it trickles down the entire week. But you're like like we, you just mentioned a minute ago. The oh, we do it in the NFL all the time because again, only seventeen games, only one game a week. We overreact to everything, but I think particularly so much the start of the season. Everybody did it last year with the Bengals and with Joe Burrow, right? Threw five interceptions against the Steelers in the opener, and then they went down to Dallas, I think, the next week, and Burrow threw three or four interceptions in that game, and everyone's like, "What the heck was? Were the Bengals a one-year wonder last year? Are they the Bungles again?" And, and then they're in the AFC Championship game, right? And, you know, they win like eleven of their next twelve games, and, and Burrow looks amazing, and they're in the AFC Championship game. People are doing that with Burrow again right now, by the way, after the game threw for like <laughs> seventy yards yesterday against the Browns. I said this to you too, and I said I don't know if I want to bring this up on air because I hate, bleh, I hate bringing up the Patriots on Steelers Nation the Radio, the the, bleh, the Patriots. Okay, <laughs> but when they were in their heyday, they never played anybody in the preseason. They always started slow. They'd start the season one and two, and after week three, everyone would be, all the talking shows. Is this it for Tom Brady and Bill Belichick? <laughs> Call us now. Tweet us now. Is this the end of the era for the Patriots? <laughs> And, and, and then they'd win yeah. 12 of their next 13 games and be in the AFC Championship game. It's hard. I know it's – in Dallas right now, they've got the opposite going on of what we got going on. Right. right. They won 40 to nothing last night in New York. They're playing in the Super Bowl parade. Cowboys aren't that good. They're not going to beat everybody 40 to nothing. They're going to score that many points a game. Their defense isn't going to force that many turnovers every single game. The Steelers aren't what we saw yesterday no. either. Water finds its level eventually. And I know it's hard to be patient in the NFL, particularly early on, right? When we we wait all summer, all winter, all you know, all spring for this, and we bleed black and gold. It's football is everything. You know, people joke all oh, the Steelers are kings in in Pittsburgh, and everyone's fighting for second place. The Steelers are first, second, third, fourth, fifth place, <laughs> or everyone's fighting for sixth place, right? Because uh, that's just how we how we live and breathe and eat and sleep football uh, in this town and amongst this fan base. I know it's hard. But, man, do not give up the ship yet, all right? It's one game. It's, it's one it's game. It's one game, particularly at the start of the season. There's a lot there that, that they got to clean up, without a doubt. But it is one game in a league where 
man, we we love to overreact to this thing, particularly after the first week of the season. Well, the whole thing about it is we got cleanup aisle five and four, three, two, one, and we'll go. Might as well throw in six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. I think someone just spilled some milk in the back yeah, corner. Exactly. The point of the the whole thing is there was cleanup all over the place, but the fact is. You can't run and hide. There's nowhere to run. There's nowhere to hide. When you are a professional athlete, you got to stand up, you take your licks, you take your your your, your woundages, and you go and, and you fix it. And that's what you have to do. Because, as I said, you can't tap out. It's not like going, eh, you know, it's, I remember this one guy. We had at our gym, uh, we're, we're my boxing yeah, yeah, gym, yeah. right? And so we were doing round robin. We were, had other fighters in and stuff like that. So you jump in and you go, well, this one guy was not doing too well, and he called timeout in the middle of a round. And I went, there's no timeouts. What? This isn't football. What, what, kind, what kind of boxing gym do you come from where they got timeouts because you're getting your butt handed to you? You know? You can, you know? I never, I never saw Mike Tyson. You know, one no. of his, one of his opponents halfway through the third round. Hey, wait, time, ref. Uh, know, this guy's kicking my butt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was just amazing to me. But, but the, that's the way it is in the season. You can't take a timeout. All right, you, you you go with what you got. Now you'd have had this great off season and had a lot of buildup. You know, Najee Harris talked about we can't be lured by. I think it was Najee, uh, be lured or fooled by. Uh, Fool's gold. I'm trying to cheaper, so get it. You know, the point is, you, you know, is is all that that glitters gold in that op, in preseason? Well, you know what? There's some things that, yeah, you know. But I, I will say this: this is how much the the staff felt about that preseason because I know they didn't play, um, you know, they didn't play in much starters and so forth. But you go three and zero. Kenny Pickett runs a 158.3. Everything's perfect. You got five for five touchdown drives. The defense is doing a great job. Got five sacrations or what have you, mm-hmm. in the, or 10 in the preseason. I can't even remember what it was. But the fact of the matter is, you know, when you when you come up to oh, – I forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> oh, here, here it is. I got it. See? This, this is what happens when you got too much coffee and you wake up too early. What You know – Mike Tomlins is always deferring. Let him go. He's on a roll. Yeah, he's always deferring. You know what I mean? No. They took the ball. They wanted the ball. They believed that they were going to come out and they were going to start off by marching down the field. points on the board. They believed totally in it. And I did too. You know, and it's it it was. You were jacked up in the booth. Yeah, I was. And, you know, the fact is it didn't work out. But, you know, the fact, the, the point to me is they believed so heavily in training camp and throughout the preseason, how things rolled out, that I, I know the staff had to be at least as as amazed as everybody else that this just went the way it did. I mean, you just did not see any no. of this. Even in, in camp where they're working against each other, the ones versus the ones, you never saw stuff like this. And so that's just part and parcel of what pro football is about, and you're going to have to get to it. It is, and, you know, Looking back on it, it's funny. I, I laughed at him, but I'd be inter- I'm going to be interested to get his opinion today today at noon. When the preseason wrapped up, right, when, when we got back from, from Atlanta, from that third and right. final preseason game, and, you know, the offense, five first-team offense, five drives, five touchdowns, defense just, just shutting everybody down, including the, the Bills' first-teamers in that, in that second game, right? Um, everyone's flying high. We're kind of, okay, now we've got a global picture of the preseason. Right, it's 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 in the books. You've got those three games. You got the full snapshot. Wow, you know, I said to Motsi, I said I don't think it could have gone much better. And he and Motes said this to me, and I kind of laughed. But now it makes a lot of sense. He goes, 
honestly, I think it went a little too well. He's like, you need to face adversity at some point, and they haven't faced any. <laughs> they, they, they played three preseason games and had no adversity. It was smooth sailing. Well, hey, you got that adversity at your front door right now early on. Um, and things like you said, you, through training camp, rightfully so, glowing reviews. We saw it from Kenny. We saw it from George. We saw it from some of the rookies. We saw it from the guys on defense. Preseason, same thing. You were fortunate enough. Cam was a little banged up. Larry O was a little banged up, right? But you had a clean bill of health going into the regular season. You know, you didn't have a Joe Burrow calf incident keeps you out for weeks. You know, some of these things that other teams have dealt with. You, you really had... And I'm I'm using air quotes as I say this, but you had about as perfect of a of a training camp and a preseason as you could have, from what we saw on the field in practice, from what we saw in the in the stadiums and in, in preseason, and in terms of again not suffering any catastrophic injuries. Now you got adversity yeah. right out of the shoot. And what are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with it? Because you can either go into a ball right and cry and complain about it, or you can punch back, and should be pretty easy to get geared up to punch back. On a Monday night against those Cleveland Browns when you're seeing that on the schedule staring you down a week from today. Absolutely. Just don't call them elves. Because <laughs> somebody did and Jamar really Chase. them off. Was did that Jamar Chase? Did you did? see that quote? Oh, my heavens. I'm just mad because I called him some elves and we <laughs> lost to some elves. I know. Someone posted that and said, sounds like a Lord of the Rings quote. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my. All right. Let's take a break. We're going to go and take a big old break here because I'm going to get some coffee. I'm no, need- you don't need any more coffee. I, I do. I, I just do. But when we come back, we're going to be opening up the phone lines and everything else so we can start the torrent of people that want to get into the locker room and start expressing their point of view in this whole thing. But I say this, Pittsburgh. Just buckle up. It's going to be a little bumpy, but this is going to be all right. We're going to be all right. We'll be back after this. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Gets the snap, wants to throw, big rush, and the flag down, and the ball comes out on the sack by T.J. Watt. And the Steelers have it! The Steelers have the football! No matter what... T.J. Watt just what? shines. What? What? I mean, that's no amazing. What? Think about that. Colton the Kivitz, he didn't know what hit him. Now, you look at that and you think, man, if you could just get that same sort of level play, execution, not just play, but execution, uh, like that, well, that's why T.J. is special. I mean, you look at it. The guy Absolutely. came out, what do you have? Three sacks, two forced fumbles, a fumble recovery, five quarterback hits, one pass defense, few tackles all in bunched in there i'm telling you what that guy is just an amazing Ooh. player uh just a freak came out of the came out of the shoot flying yesterday didn't he ties james harrison ties debo's franchise sack record um and did it in like 
60 some less games i think 80 i forget what it was i saw the stat last night i'm drawing a blank now I think it was but... 177 games for debo and 80 something for it's crazy yeah so almost half i mean almost yeah. half. and we know debo had a very unique journey in terms of getting right, cut right. you know a ton of times and and all that whereas tj was a first round draft pick who had what, seven and a half sacks his and rookie by the season. way debo should be in the hall of fame debo okay well you know well if there's too many Steelers in the hall of fame build their own wing all right, and if you're that good, you're that good. Every time I say something sarcastic like that, yeah. I get someone who tweets me like, listen here, whippersnapper. Yeah. That, that was that was my sarcastic voice. There. Yeah, there okay. you go. LC should be in there as well, too. Absolutely. Okay. Andy Russell. Okay. There's Heinz no Ward. question. Heinz Casey Ward. Hampton. Big stack. Yeah, there's too many too many stellar too many stellars in there, Wolf. And maybe with snack, you just put him, you know, like uh, you know, in the kitchen area. I had there. a feeling a you cafeteria know, something joke like was that. Hang yeah. his bust in the cafeteria. Yeah, big, big snack. <laughs> but I mean, truly, no, he, he he really was, particularly in that second half too, where the Steelers just, I mean, they just needed a spark. They just needed some life. I mean, TJ was almost single handedly trying to keep them in that game. It, it was impressive. I mean, it really was. He, I mean. It, not to say every Steeler across the board was bad yesterday, because that's never the case. But I thought TJ was the only one you could look at and say, "Yeah, he had a good, he had a great game." Oh, he did. I mean, he still performed at such a high level. The point was, he actually gave the opportunity to the Steelers to get back in the game, such right. as you would that's suppose from it. an yeah. elite level player. I mean, he is he is the apex predator. I mean, Nick Bosa didn't do even even a what half of what. TJ did. He barely played in the fourth quarter either, yeah. Nick Bosa. I don't well, know if you noticed that or not. Yeah, they they pulled him. You know, when I mean? they had the game kind of yeah. in hand, we they... got the game in hand. We're gonna let him rest right now. Yeah. But the but the fact of the matter was, I I admire that TJ came out and had a great performance, and it wasn't enough to lift everybody else around him. We lo- we lose Captain Cam, which cool. was really that was that was hard. We lose. Uh, um, we got Chooks. Deontay, got Chooks. Yeah, Deontay. Um, Leal was banged up as well, yeah. too. Was. I think, did he end, he he ended up he coming came, back in? He came back in, okay. yeah. But yeah, that's so. that's kind of the salt in the wound of all that yesterday, too, right? I mean, it's sure. it's one thing to, to get your hat handed to you, Heinz Ward, right? Yep. But it's another to suffer some... You know, some injuries, some potential very significant ones. I mean, the anchor of your defensive line, your starting right tackle, uh, your veteran wide receiver. I mean, that's that's um, that's worrisome here, and we'll obviously hope for the best and that it's nothing, you know, too long-term for those guys. Unquestionably so. But well, while we're at it, we're going to get going, get started on the folks uh, on the phone lines. It's uh, 412-919-1316. I got that right, correct? You did, 1316. Right. Here we go. We got Ed in Cleveland. Ed, you're in the locker room, buddy. Hello, hey, Ed. Uh, yeah, you... I'm here. Can you hear me? Okay, yeah, gotcha. Come on, Ed. Sorry, well, long time to talk. Uh, had a rough year last year, but uh, uh, I'm back here, guys. It's good to see you. You know, yesterday, coincidentally, you were talking about that uh, that nightmare you suffered in 1989. Uh, yeah. Well, that was on September. That happened to be on September the 10th. I don't know if you're aware of that or not, but it was. No, wow. I didn't know that. Uh, I, I, I watched that game at uh, my wife's 70, grandfather's 70th birthday, and, oh, man, it was a nightmare. Um, anyway, what I want to get to is from the very start of that game yesterday, hey, the Ed, very first. I was there from yes. the first to the last snap, it, and I'm, I'm guaranteeing you, it was a nightmare. <laughs> I, I know. I, I remember how many times Tim Worley fumbled and Clay Matthews taking him into the end zone. I watched that game. Uh, you played it, and I watched it. I wish I was helping you, but I could. <laughs> I could have used the help. That's for sure. 
I watched every snap at a 70th, uh, 70th, uh, birthday party. And I'm, you know, I'm sure I was, you know, they, they were getting at me. I'm in Cleveland. Imagine we play <laughs> Cleveland this week, guys. What do you think I got to go through all oh, this whole yeah. week? I got, I'm suffering. Like, like they beat the best team in the AFC North and we lost to, you know, we did lose to a Super Bowl contender, so it's not quite as bad. But anyways, I wanted to just get back to that very first snap of Kenny Pickett's when he just dropped back. I thought he just, just didn't look sure of himself like he did in preseason. He, if you go back and look at it, he looks like he's just holding the ball, holding the ball, holding the ball. And I just hope that he could, he, you know, that was just because that's the number one defense. That's all I can say. Um, just a couple other things is, you know, another, another week this week, uh, the Cleveland Browns lost their right tackle also. So they're going to be bringing in that DeWine Jones as a rookie. The season isn't over guys. Wolf suffered it himself. He could tell you just, I want to let you guys know I'm back and I'll be calling every Monday. So Great. good to see you too, Wes. Thanks, Ed. Appreciate All it. Right? Appreciate it, All brother. All right, guys. You guys have a good one. I'm going to listen the rest of the day. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, brother, and appreciate you checking in. You know, the good thing about it is, as is, is I, I listen to Ed's voice, it is the, the, the hopeful tonality in it. You know what I mean? And that's what you got to rem- remember here. You know, this is not over. It's not over until it's over. All right? I mean, that's Was a- it over when the Germans <laughs> bombed Pearl Harbor? <laughs> Yes, I give one of those speeches, right? But the point is, look, there's so much that has got to be fixed, and they got a short time to do it, though they have an extra day, which to me is not, that's not that big a, you know, a, a whole thing about it. Is when you look at this thing, there's a lot to be fixed, but it, it can be done, and it's got to be done. And that's inherent on each and every player, making sure that they are taking care of their business. So let me let me go even more glass half full for you here, okay? You remember the 2020 season? Wolf? 2020. Like in some ways, right, we try and black that out of our mind because it was like that weird COVID season where there were only like, you know, a thousand people in the stands at was the that, games. Was that the and, COVID season? Yeah, and you guys had to fly commercially. Yeah. Right? I, wasn't, I wasn't traveling with the team yet, but you guys had to fly wasn't commercially. That, and, wasn't that 2021? Or tw- no, no. no it was 2020. 2020, yeah. we, didn't, we didn't travel. We stayed in the stadium. That's right. That's and then right. 2021, we flew commercial. Okay. Yeah. So, so that that's right. But the 2020 when season. When I was getting lost all the time at the airport. Here's right. Yeah, exactly. I'm wandering around. Help wandering me. Around and our, poor, our poor producer, Dan Quinlan's like, you know, trying to keep you, you and Billy and yeah. everybody in and line. Missy. Thank goodness for God Missy God bless Matthews. Missy oh, always, bless I tell her. you. Yes. Um, brought a great cookie cake into the into the oh. broadcast. But that was the that highlight. Was of, that was the highlight of yesterday oh. for us, wasn't it? Um, but here's where I'm going with this. That 2020 season was when the Steelers started 11 and 0 I think it was yeah right and I mean they just had a knack for figuring out how to win games that they probably shouldn't have there to start the season and it's 6 and 0 and 7 and 0 and 8 and 0 and 9 and 0 and 10 and everyone I don't know if you remember everyone is like all right Steelers versus Chiefs for the AFC championship game can we just go ahead and fast forward and, no. and, and get to that point that was a good Steelers team, obviously. I don't care how fortunate you are if you get the bounces. You don't start 11-0 and in the National Football League without being a dang good football team. But that whole season, this is another one of those, you know, Moats insider things. Like, he kept telling me, and I agreed with him, they've got some issues. They're, they're kind of papering over the cracks, and they've been able to get by it, but they've got some issues. But when you're winning, and you're winning, and you're winning, and you're winning, sometimes it's harder to look in the mirror and say, we still need to do this, this, and this better. When you start like you did yesterday, there's there's only one reality, right? You can't sweep anything under the rug. You can't pretend that problems aren't problems. You can't pretend that issues are just going to get resolved because you're good enough that it'll happen organically. You 
you got to hit the film. You got to you know be in your playbook. You got to be studying. Um, you've got to put in the work to get this thing right. That's kind of my glass half full. Is you know I look at times where the Steelers have had really good starts to the season. And when that's the case, a lot of times you can get a little comfortable. You can maybe gloss over some of those issues that should be addressed more until they come and, you know, bite you at the wrong time. You can't do that this week. You can't do that now. No. No. And the adjustments to be made are they're personal. I mean, the guys have to take hold of what they're doing and not doing. You you put out that film, it's the eye in the sky that don't lie. You know what I mean? That's that is that is a, a you know, a statement that is I remember from the earliest days of my football, you know, the fact that it always said, The eye in the sky don't lie. Okay, except for one, I'll give you Ted Peterson. Ted Peterson was playing at high school. Now he he he, was, he comes from a farming community. Okay? okay, so Pete was playing. You know, it was like eight man football or something like that. And they didn't have they didn't have enough money to like have film and stuff like that. So he's the personal protector, right, for the punt team. Okay, all right, from like like ninth grade, whatever it sure, was. Sure, sure. So that's like a jailbreak, you know, coming in on it, and he's backing up, like trying to figure out who do I take, and he backs up right in the punter who kicks him right in the keister, right. <laughs> so he goes to the sidelines. And the coach goes, what happened? And Ted looks and goes, you didn't see? <laughs> well, coach, what happened was I backed up too far. No, and the no. punt went right into my tuchus. <laughs> no, he didn't. No, it was like, oh, you didn't see? Oh, they, they blocked the coach. <laughs> Sometimes all you can do is be brutally honest, Wolf, right? If, if the you eye in the sky ain't there, you can't, then, you know, you can't, it's not going to You lie. can't just gloss over it. You can't just paper over the cracks, all right? Duct tape doesn't fix everything. <laughs> There's no film. Oh, you didn't see. You didn't see, Coach. Oh, in that coach, case, they had, they had like they blocked three it. Guys. They it blocked wasn't me. It. They blocked it, Coach. <laughs> Just three guys. I can only pick up one. I'm sorry. They, they you know, schematic breakdown. Oh my heavens! We had a. That's good. Yeah, that's indeed. really good. All right, let's go back to the phone lines. Who do we got there? Who you want? Oh, uh, that's is right there, Myron. Myron, you're in the locker room. Hey, how you going, guys? We're doing good, Myron. How you doing? I'm doing good. You know, everybody needs to chill out. This has happened twice to us before. This happened in 2011 when we got bludgeoned by Baltimore 35-7. Mm. Yeah. And we ended up 12-4, and but then we lost. That was a T-Bow loss, and that was bad in the playoffs. <laughs> and then uh also happened again, and I remember this game because I was hot. I was younger then. It was 1997. We played the Cowboys, and they beat us 37-7. to yeah, Cordell Stewart was the quarterback. Mm-hmm. But we ended up in the AFC uh, championship against the Broncos, and we lost that game. There you go. But the whole thing is, it's just week one. We had a good preseason. I get it. This was a reality check because it was so great. In the, uh, the preseason was so great. And you sometimes you get complacent. And, you know, Kenny got to see some things. Kenny wasn't on yesterday he was off he missed some easy passes the one to Deontay and he'll be the first to tell you that Myron you know that's the thing Mm -hmm. about it he'd be the first to tell you yeah I didn't get the job done and there's a number of other guys listen every man across the board has got to stand up and say yeah I got my hand in the pile on that one I didn't you know it didn't help us out and and they'll tell you that you know go ahead right and 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 Kenny and, and Kenny did say that in the postseason and that's one thing I know him. He's going to get in. The, he's probably in the study room right now, looking at what he needs to correct. But the things people need to understand: 
Man, the playoff game on Super Bowl wasn't won yesterday. Give it a good grief, man. They just really? Myron, you mean no one's ever you won know? the Super Bowl in September before? Yeah, I know. Not the, hey, listen, the Chiefs the Chiefs lost on Thursday to Detroit. Right, right, right. You know, and they won a Super Bowl last year. So what yep. does that say about them? Not that I'm making excuse for us, but the whole point is nothing was lost yesterday. We just lost the first game. Big yep. deal. We've been here before. Let's just, you know, get the correction, get back in. We know how good we can be. So, hey, man, we're going to be all right. Boy, we got I like words, it, Myron. Words uh, for the wise. Yeah, right? I, I mean, dig it. No, you're absolutely right. Again, it's that week one in the NFL thing, right? If if you win, right. it's you're flying high. You've been waiting for it for what six months, however long, seven months. You wait to watch your team play. If you lose, you're down right. the dumps and the season's over. But neither of those are reality. The reality is, there's still four or five months left in the season, and you got a lot of football. In front no of question exactly. about it. Exactly. Now, one other thing I What's got that? for you, Wolf, this is, this is not football. Is there ever a chance that they're bringing back the um, uh, the uh, man camp? Back to, uh, you know, camp? I don't know, Myron. Uh, the football camp is it's kind of gone the way of uh, bell bottoms and eight eight track tapes, like the far. like the fantasy camp yes, type men's thing. Men's fantasy you mean? camp. Yeah. Was yeah. that yeah, one of those ones that? Men's camp. Yeah, yeah, that was a, that was a great time. Um, no other yes, team did anything like it. Uh, but right now, yeah. I, I, I think it's been tabled for for now. I I, I couldn't tell you actually. Is that another one of those things that COVID okay. took from yeah. us? Okay. Yeah, I kind of yeah. I went I, yeah. I went to the last one. I went to the last one before you know COVID and stuff came out. I tell you, we had a great time. Wasn't man. that great? Got to meet you guys. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was a great time. Got to meet you guys, and it, it was it was really wonderful. And I hope I hope they bring it back. But I understand if they don't. Got it. Thank you, Myron. Thanks, Appreciate Myron. you right. checking in. Thank you. All right, keep the faith, brother. Absolutely. We're going to roll on here. We got Jason from New Hampshire. Jason, you're in the locker room, bud. How are you all doing? I'm doing um, better than uh, better than I deserve, as the great late <laughs> Tunchilkin would always say. Yep, I was just going to say, hey, that's what Chaluch used to say. That's Absolutely. also, by the way, speaking of Chaluch, that's not Jason in New Hampshire, okay? That's Jason in New Hampshire. I, I, did, I, I know, but you got to – Okay, you, you all right. It a, I'm going to let you it do def- it then. You gave it a defeated that, Monday. That, you know, you got to give it the full the full gravitas there. <laughs> I thought you were having coffee here. Come on. I thought you had coffee working through your bones here. Well, um, I'm disappointed actually, in myself. Jason, actually, it's Jason from California. Oh, yeah, California. <laughs> We, uh, yeah, ironically, I listened to your guys' – I think you were filling in with for Max, Wes, um, last Thursday. I DM'd you on this, and um, not this past Thursday, but the Thursday before, and I listened to it late because we actually got on the road. You guys were talking about road tripping, you know, and how – it's a lost thing of people. Oh, yeah, like families just just packing up the car and driving around for a week or two. Well, that's what we did. Yeah, we packed up the family and – we're doing a three-week trip where uh, we've it. gone along the top part. And we are actually in CR's neighborhood. I'm sure he's listening and hanging on the phone. So <laughs> we were in Chicago uh, earlier. But anyway, so we're heading to San Francisco today. Yay, because I'm really? in my Steelers garb. And I, yeah, and I have a New Hampshire plate <laughs> that's a Steeler fan. Oh, so, I'm sure they um, won't be giving you any grief. Yeah, I'm going to be eating a lot of crow today. <laughs> but, you know. I tried calling the post game yesterday, but we were going through tunnels and stuff, and I lost uh, service. And um, 
I, my biggest problem, I'm staying away from social media from now on. I'm just Maybe I'm just too old for it. I don't know. But I'm so tired of seeing the crap on there mm-hmm. about Tomlin in Canada. Because if you watch that game, now granted, I was watching it on the cell phone. Uh, don't tell the local spurs and whatnot. <laughs> as we <were> <laughs> um, but it was the same problem we were having a good portion of last year when Canada used to get a lot of crap. And I know this is not a popular opinion, but it is my opinion. It's execution. If you look at a lot of those plays that would have Thank been you. executed properly, the overthrows, the drops, the, the slip and fall of Deontay Johnson's, he's going to catch that if he stays standing. You know what I mean? That's not going to get picked off. You know, the execution has got to be there. It is not Tomlin. It is not Canada. Yes, they have their responsibilities, of course, but they are not playing on that field. And I just really – I can't get that narrative out there enough. And that's pretty much all I got. And I miss you guys guys being this far away <laughs> that's right take yeah, comfort safe, safe travels while you're out there yes, too on, exactly on the road, Jason. so take some good pictures but make sure you're staying Thanks, safe and, and realize this oh my Jason, God, all kinds of pictures. that is common sense yeah what you just yeah. laid out there that's exactly the problem what people don't seem to want to understand is athletes sometimes don't enter a game with the right amount of mental rpms that they should there's things going on behind sure. the scenes that sometimes are distracting. Things like you see with an Aaron Smith with his child when he had uh, health issues there and so forth. Or it's just because you didn't properly prepare what you were needed to do to get ready to play and be in the right frame of mind to play a game. I'm not giving anybody a, a, an out. All I'm simply saying is realize these are the facts of life. Not everybody is at the same yep. level week in and week out. And if you put on the tape, you're going to see some things that you hadn't seen all preseason, and that, that includes practices up at training camp. And it, it does make you go, mm-hmm. hmm-ha, as mm-hmm. Myron would say. Double you know? yoy. Yeah, double mm-hmm. yoy. Yes. That terrible towel is poised to strike. The, the, yes, and we need it next week, okay? So we might have to get limbered yeah. up here and get our terrible towels in shape. <laughs> Jason. Something else, I don't know if this has a lot to do with it. I, I'm sorry, Wes. Um, j- I'll let you go. Yeah, I, we pretty much covered that. So no, yeah, cool. I was just going um, just to just to add on what you said. Like, I said this to Wolf before we went on air, and it's not just a Steelers thing. Every f- passionate fan base in the NFL does this. But when things go well, it's because of the players. When th- when, when, when things yeah. don't go well, it's because of the coach. Like, it was this coaches. way. Yeah. <laughs> when 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 the Steelers scored 42 points, it was because Ben and Brown and Bell. When the Steelers had a str- yeah. game where they struggled on offense, it was all Todd Haley's fault, right? Like yeah. that's yeah. just oh, it's 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 Kenny and TJ and Cam and and Najee and 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 Pickens when they do well. It's Tomlin in Canada and Terrell Austin when they don't do well. It's an it's an easy low hanging fruit thing to do. And listen, no coach is perfect. They do they do make mistakes as well too. I mean, Andy Reid was getting crushed for some of the decisions that he'd made uh, on that past Thursday night, and he's been to five straight AFC Championship games and won two of the last five Super Bowls, and he's still getting crushed. Yeah. No coach is perfect and makes the right decision all the time. But um, it's it's the most it's the most comfort seeking thing I think you can do to just consistently well, blame the. A good staff. cheeseburger also will do it too. Well, but if you you're know. seeking comfort, you, know. yeah. you had to go to food, didn't you? <laughs> it always, does. always, always does. To food. <laughs> well, if you've hey, ever seen a picture of me, you'll know why. <laughs> All right. Hey, brother, we got to roll. All right? 
All you right, stay, cool, hey, cool. stay, right, you guys have a good one. There, stay Jason. froggy out there, Jason. All right. All right, man. We take care. Be well. All right. We'll be back with more. You're in the locker room with, well, it's me. <laughs> Wes it's and Wes. Wolf. Yeah. Wes and Wolf. Wolf and, Wolf and Max Wes. Is, you go yeah, yeah. We'll be back with all oh, the ninjas. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the given is Najee. Hey, he bounces it out to the right. He turns the corner to 25, 30, and he leaps a man, and he's hit out of bounds, and the markers fly, and it's going to add to the Steeler cause and put the ball across midfield. Lenore is the man who hit him out of bounds. D'Amador Lenore had to practice that one a few times for the game. But, you know, the fact is, I loved what I saw from Najee there. You know, that was a great moment when they needed a spark. They needed something. And, you know, instead of turtling up after that first collision with Fred Warner, uh, the man takes the rock and he turns it into a 24-yard run and takes a punishing hit out of bounds and does a smart thing, doesn't retaliate or anything like that, doesn't get up and, you know, throw the ball at him or something like that that would create offsetting penalties. No, he just did his business, did it good, and that was a spark that led to the 12-play, 95-yard drive right before halftime. And it, it gave you hope, yeah. you know, 20-7. to 7. Great googly moogly. You got an opportunity. Like you here. felt like, oh, this has been a disaster. Yes. And we're down 13. It could be worse. We're it, still, we're it still in this. It could have been way worse. Yeah. You, no you, doubt you, about you, it. You score the next touchdown, all of a sudden, it's a one score game. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Wolf, I think that's kind of a microcosm, too, of listen, we know that Kenny Pickett, George Pickens, Deontay Johnson, Pat Fryer, I, I mean, Allen Robbins, like there's, there's talent at the skill positions for the Steelers. But make no mistake about it, they want the identity of this team to be to run the football, to control games with that offensive line, what they have in Najee and Jalen Warren behind them. I mean, Matt Canada was asked, I think it was before one of the preseason games, I want to say, but at some point in media availability in the last couple weeks, Matt Canada was asked, what's the identity of this offense? And sometimes when coaches ask that, they give you the political answer, right? Oh, we could do this. We think we can win a high-scoring game. We think we can win a low-scoring game. We think we can throw the football. Matt Canada said the run game. I mean, he said that's the identity of our offense. The offensive line is revamped. Najee Harris, a first-round draft pick, entering his third season when it's really all supposed to start to come together. You love what you got in Jalen Warren. Um, that, to me, that's what you need more of. You know, if things are going to go well against Cleveland on Monday night, you need more of that from Najee in the offensive line. If, if, if you're going to have the type of season that you want to have over the next four or five months, you need those types of moments right there. So... It was good to see that be the spark for the Steelers to kind of keep them in it and keep you alive and give you hope heading into halftime, pick up some momentum there. Um, but at the same time, right, that's that's got to be, I think, where the bread and butter is as you get this thing moving in the right direction. Well, there's no question that that is if you maintain equilibrium in your running game and passing game and the score is close or you're on top. Sure. When you get behind. It's tough. Now, it's all tough. of a sudden, now you got to pass. It's 10 nothing before you know it. It's 17 nothing. Exactly. But I always maintain because this is the way it is, and it's the truth. What is your identity? Your identity is whatever they call in the huddle. All right? <laughs> right. Whatever works on that given Sunday, that's, right? That's exactly it. If you got to run the ball more to come away run with the, the ball. win, you run the if ball you gotta more. you got to throw the ball 45 times, throw the ball 45 you gotta throw times. throw the ball. Exactly yeah. so. And I don't think you get it hooked up and caught up in this identity business. You execute what 
they call in the huddle. And to me, that's the bottom line. When you look at this game and you go from the first snap to the last snap, it is all about execution, and it's easy to see who was executing and who wasn't. Chuck Knoll always used to say, we seek to impose our will. All right, that's what we want to do. What we will to do, we seek to to impose on our opponent. And that's how he he literally coached. Yeah. You know, and and that's that that was all part of it. So, what I would say is I think it's uh what time we got um what do we got left here? We got to, uh, we got we, we got go. we got break time here to yes, get to get back go. to Max. Yes, we got to go. All right, we'll be back with more because we got Max Starks on the phone. And, Max, if you're listening, I'll be right to you <laughs> because I know you just probably woke up because you probably just got back to Phoenix. We'll be back with more in the locker room right here. Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.